Before we start today's podcast, I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are making this podcast today. This is, was, and always will be Aboriginal land. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Schedulers podcast episode 10. Holy shit, I didn't think I would make it to episode 10. That's actually crazy, and um, wow, I'm very excited to be here. Today, oh wait, before I say that, I have to say what this podcast is about. This podcast is a true horror story podcast by someone who is scared of spooky things. That's me, my name is James, and today I'm joined with Tiana. Hello. How are you? I'm good, how are you? Good. That's good. So, I'm very excited because before the po- like. My podcast, you didn't even listen to podcasts. No. And now you started listening to podcasts. Yes. (gasps) What do you like about it? Um, I'm a bit like you and I'm terrified of horror things. Like when I'm home alone, I'm freaked out. Like any type of noise freaks me out. But I love listening to things that happen to people, which is so ironic. (laughs) (laughs) It's like me. Like I genuinely sleep the light on because I get so scared and uh, I need to put something on my laptop. Otherwise, I can't fall asleep. I sleep with the TV, um, the TV on now because I'm used to Carl sleeping with the TV on. Is and the so light that is... I think so, and the sound it masks yeah. anything that scares me. So. And now you're listening yeah. to other podcasts. <clears throat> yeah, so I've started listening to other ones. Like I never used to listen to any podcasts. I just listen to music on repeat all the time when I'm going to work. And now I look forward to listening to podcasts, your podcasts, and I've got into some other true crime ones that I don't think, in my opinion, are as good, but <laughs> it fills the void until I get to hear yours. So I think, great. like, yeah, <clears throat> podcasts are really cool because it's like when you're driving, I listen to most of them when I'm driving and cleaning because I feel like, for me, I have very vivid imagination. Yeah. So it feels like I'm watching a movie even though I'm not yeah. actually watching anything. Me too. I and I find it really hard, as you know, to concentrate on yeah. things. Like, I... <laughs> I, it takes me a long time to get into a movie or like um, I play on my phone or something. So when I'm driving, I have no choice but to sit there and listen to it. Yeah. But it also makes the time go really quick. So it's like, yeah. Like if I'm stuck in traffic, sometimes I'm low-key like keen so yeah. I can listen to the podcast. If you don't know Tiana, which probably don't, she's notoriously bad at watching anything, listening <laughs> to anything. Like I'll put a movie on. Like, for example, watch Parasite the other night which is, like, an incredible movie. And um, I was like, you're going to love it. It's amazing. Um, on her phone, like, 90% of the time. And then, like, every scene, she's like, oh, what happened? And I'm like, oh, my God. And then, and then she watch. fell asleep and you, went to, and you went to bed. And I was like, oh, oh. what the fuck? Anyway. It's funny. Um, so, obviously, like, as you know, this is a horror, true horror story podcast. Um, do you have any spooky stories you want to share? Yeah. So... Again, it freaks me out. When I was little, my grandma's house is really creepy. Like, my cousin is even, like, she's someone that doesn't believe in, I don't know, she doesn't believe in anything really scary and she's really, like, tough. And anyway, and she says that house is haunted. Like, Mm. I've seen stuff there. Anyway, when I was little... Um, I, it's hard to explain, but I used to like do this thing where I sit upside down on a lounge. So like, think about how you sit on a lounge. I literally did it upside down. So like my head was where your feet, my feet was where your head should be. Anyway, my head was anyway. And I used to like roll and like look under things. And when I I was probably about six or seven and I was at my grandma's house, the same house I was just talking about. And I saw a face under the lounge. I don't know if it was like a figure of my imagination or if it was true, but ever since like, I don't know if that's what freaked me out, but I cannot do paranormal stuff. Like anything that's paranormal freaks me out. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so my grandma is, she's 
her, she's lost all of her family, like including my mum, and that's another story. Um, <clears throat> when my mum passed away when I was 11, my mum's best friend like kind of took me under her wing and she said to me, um, this, is a bit, this is a bit dark, but <laughs> she was <laughs> like, um, you know, your mum will visit you, it's okay, and yeah. that freaked me out. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if it was to seeing what I saw when I was little, but I was like, please don't, like, mum, if you're there, like, please don't come visit me. Like, I know you're there, but don't visit me. And, like, I don't know, paranormal things just freak me out. So, but... Do do you think you've ever seen any spirits other than that? No. I feel like because I was like, no, don't, close off to it. Yeah, so that's why, like, anything paranormal freaks me out. Like, what's that movie that you... that There's a movie that's, like... Sixth Sense? No, that 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 fucked me up. I was thinking about your... um, Your conversation on your last podcast and I was like oh my god yes like everything that Laura was saying like on Get Out that's the thing that freaked me out and then you were was that the last one or the one before no um you're talking about Sixth Sense anyway and you were like that's what did it for me as a kid Mm. same that was the movie that did it for me it freaked me out and just like everything changed I think what is it when Hold on, what's the scene where he turns around and he's got something? That's it in the back the of his boy, head. Yeah. The boy, in that. He's like, let me got show my dad's shotgun. Yes. Yes, that's it. Oh, got I me good. That. And then little Mishka Barton when she's vomiting in the tent in the lounge room. And she's <gasps> like, Mishka Barton? Yeah, it's Mishka Barton. When she's like really young. Sure. I know. When she was like, that was one of her first roles. Oh my God. I know. Yeah, that movie fucking yeah. scared me. And I, not even like nothing against mental health or anything. Because I have mental health issues, but yes. the guy at the start of the film in the bathroom, yeah, he scared me too. Yeah, same. But I think well, he had we, a gun we, and he's like, James and I are the same age, so we've been about the same age. When we both watched yeah. it, and that just freaked me out. Anyway, but yeah, for me, it's just paranormal. I can't do it. Yeah, I'm the same. Like, I don't know if I necessarily believe because I'm not religious. I'm not necessarily sure if I believe in like demons and things like that. But I definitely believe in. Spirits for sure. I definitely. I do. do. I do too. I believe there's something there, but but I just don't want to see it. (laughs) Absolutely, I don't come near me. But also, like this true crime stuff, like listening to people like murders and stuff. I love hearing about it, but when I'm home alone, yeah, freaks me out. Like I have to anyway. It just freaks me out. Any noise I hear, I'm like. (gasps) Same, because I'm really scared of home invasions as well. Yeah, me too. Genuinely terrified. When I'm home with people, though. It's fine. I'm like, I like listening to stuff. When I'm home alone, I can't watch anything like that mm. because I'm scared it's going to happen to me. But the Same. main, yeah. I don't know if I ever told you a story, but um, when I was like maybe 16, so my parents split up when I was really young and me and my brother and sister used to go to my dad's every second weekend. Um, but sometimes like I'd fight, like not fight, but I would like get over my mom and be like, I'm going dad's, I hate you. And like just for time alone because dad worked like really late. Anyway, so I was at dad's and you know how he lives in like a granny flat. So it's like a really small little house. I was in the house and um, I was like, it was probably about 1am and um, I saw, I was in, lying in bed like on my phone and I saw uh, a, a flashlight coming to the window and I was like, are you oh like kidding me? And I could hear um, like <gasps> someone in big no. boots gravel, like walking around the house. I freaked out and I called the police. Really? <laughs> yeah, I called the police and I was like, hi. How old were you? Um, like 15, maybe, maybe younger. I wonder if I've heard you tell me this story I don't think before. I've ever told no, you No, I don't it. think I have. Um, and so I called the police and they were like, are you sure it's an intruder? I'm like, there's n- no one here. Well, like, yeah. why would they have a torch? There's no way. 
Um, and so she, the lady in the phone was like, lock yourself in the bathroom. So I locked myself in the bathroom and they were shammering on the front door. And I was like, I'm going to die tonight. And I was like, he's opening the front door, he's opening the front door. And my reception cut out. I don't remember how bad the reception was in that house because of the tin roof, but the reception cut out and I, I, yeah, they hung up and I called back triple zero and I was like, I was just speaking to someone that like, I think is a home invasion. <laughs> so, um, and then they checked, they're like, oh, we're sending someone over right now. And it was, it was like 20 minutes past and I couldn't hear anything. So I was like, what's going on? So I plucked up the courage to look out the window and I saw a ute in the driveway and I was like, are you, who is this? What the hell is going on? Um, and this, at this point it was probably like 2am and, um, so dad was on night shift and he was finishing at like three and, um, I, (laughs) when the police came and everything, I finally got a hold of dad because like, you can't call the shop that late. It was closed. I finally got a hold of him and he was like, Adrian, my uncle, (laughs) called me on a fight with his wife. And dad said, just come over and say, James is asleep. And I was, but I wasn't asleep and I was so scared. Oh, he could have given you a heads up. I know. And the police like rocked up and they were like, oh, is everything okay? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, where I used to live, that just reminded me of something, where I used to live when I was little is a very known place to be a little bit rough. And um, like when I was younger, my mum and dad would tell me stories about how they used to have to like chase people down the street because they'd, they'd cut off pieces of our hose and they'd steal our bins and my dad what used to have to chase them. What's a piece of a hose for a bong? Yeah. Oh. And, um, yeah, things <laughs> like that. And dad used to chase them down. Anyway, so fast forward, my mum and dad split up and I'd see my dad on the weekends and I'd stay with my mum during the week and then she would work night shift as well. And so my the lady I was just telling about, my, my grandma, I call her Bubba, my Bubba was staying with me one night. Anyway, and there were masked men in the backyard. Like we used to get hear about it all the time. We used to have people jumping the fence and people would hear mm. it and there'd be robbers, robberies next door and stuff. Anyway, it's just, it was just a rough neighborhood anyway. And this is how ruthless she is. They were banging on the door and she whipped out a kitchen knife and mm. scared them off. They <laughs> off they went. I, th- I think I think they just thought they were going to get in quietly yeah, and they didn't did. think to be, you know, um, confronted with this, Wog woman who She's was ruthless ass. and was she swe- screaming, swearing. <laughs> she like, would. Gonna, yeah, she was. Anyway, and off they went. So that was. <laughs> Your Baba is like the coolest bitch. I just know, like, she's been through so much shit. Like, she has. She's lost what her sister, her son, and her daughter. She's lost her husband, her son, and her daughter. It's just. And so her, sister, her whole right? immediate and her. Well, yeah, she's yeah. she's one of seven oh, and shit. she's got one brother and one sister left she's from croatia yeah that's just like i don't know like I don't know she's very she used to being lonely though yeah. so if i'm if i say to her like if i try and make plans with her sometimes she's like nope i'm doing this like, like she, she likes independence she, i think she she makes out that she doesn't but she she does she yeah. she's just so used to it there's something about like european elderly women independent that's independent, independent, but also like spiritual as well. Cause oh, she, yeah. she's like really religious, Very. but she also reads fucking She reads coffee. coffee yeah. She's she so cool. thinks that she can tell, I don't know. I, I try not to talk to her about it because I don't. You don't believe <laughs> freaks, it? No, I do. It just freaks me out. Really? Why? I don't know. I don't know. She's like, mom, some of mom's friends have said that they've, she's predicted things, but I don't know how she hasn't. I maybe, maybe have to read. I have to talk to her about it actually. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you have to just drink the coffee for her to be able to tell it. I think she, you do. I remember you as do. a kid, she used to like talk and she used to look at the pictures and tell me, and I used to not know what was going on, but mm. I think, I don't know. I think Normally just seeing what I saw to, in her house yeah. and just things like that. I don't know. Normally I you, have, you drink about. the coffee and then they'll read the 
grounds a bit. We should go there the one car. day. And you should. Like, I should. I think yeah. she'd. I feel like you'd really vibe with that. Yeah, I think that's kind of cool. I love like all tarot and like all that shit. I think it's it really great. cool. I remember I did uh, when I was in uh, when I went to America on a, just like a trip for fun holiday. That's what yeah. I call it. <laughs> Um, I went with my, what the fuck am I saying? Um, went with Laura, my best friend, and um, I went to we were in like I don't know some dodgy area in Harlem or something, and yeah. then um, we walked past like one of those like classic you see on TV like in movies like the ham the neon sign it's like psychic and it was like one a.m. Yeah, and I was like fuck it like I'm gonna Let's go do in. It. So I went in and um, this lady oh, she was full of shit. She was like <laughs> she was like why, um, why was she open at one a.m. It was one of those just like in New York. It's New York. Oh, like, okay. It's just yeah, crazy. Yeah. I was like twenty bucks, and she's like, "Oh, your girlfriend? She's blonde." I'm like, "Oh, you bitch! You're dumb. Oh. <laughs> you don't know anything." <laughs> um, and then she's like, uh, "Oh, you're gonna have three kids with this woman, and um, you're gonna join the army, and all this bullshit." <laughs> but then, but then she stops reading my palm, and she goes, "Michelle, who's Michelle?" And I was like, "I don't know, damn Michelle." And she's like, "Avoid Michelle at all costs." And I was like, "Okay, I've never met Michelle, but sure." So anyway, she skip to. I have no idea okay. what it meant. But that was after she finished reading my palm. It just came to her. It was really random. So I was at the airport. We were flying somewhere else. And um, this woman randomly came up to me. She was probably like 45, dressed like a strange, like hippie kind of weird woman with an old vintage suitcase. She comes up to me and she's like, I love your energy. And I was like, oh, thanks so much. We're just waiting for the plane, like at the board. And she's like, what's your name? And I was like, um, Simon. Like I was just yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. instantly Not got Simon. a weird feeling from yeah. her. And, and then she's like, I really want to work with you sometime. I think there's something about you that I really like. Hands me her business card and it says fucking Michelle on it. I would never forget that. And Laura was like, throw it away right now. I ripped wow. it up and threw it straight in the bin. That's bizarre. It's so bizarre. I always wonder like what, what she was and like like what it meant because yeah. I really want to know like, like was she going to kidnap me up? or something? I know, that's weird. That's fucked. I don't know. It was fucking weird. So I was like, but it was weird to me that she stopped reading my palm and then said that. Yeah. It's almost like she has powers that or like some sort of connection that doesn't have to do with like oh, bullshit. Oh, that's like that time. That's a whole other story. But when I went to a psychic. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, that. she was <laughs> like. Barnes is gonna cheat with you and Yeah, she's Barley. like, you're you're a model. You've done a lot of modeling. I'm like, no, I haven't done that. And just everything was wrong. But then she looked over her shoulder and she started mouthing off all this stuff. Like after she'd read my cards. Yeah. She's reading my cards, saying like, you've done this. No, you're wrong. Everything she said was wrong. She's like, you're in a new relationship. No, I've been in a relationship by that time. Yeah. was was eight, eight and a half years or whatever it was. And um, and then she looked over my shoulder and she was like, she started talking about my mum, mum's name. She talked about my baba's name, um, saying that she's really lonely. And like, yeah, she, so she got yeah, all of that right. It's weird, like, so it was like she doesn't have the power. She, doesn't, she can't read cards, but it's like if she, she can make intuition. contact. It's like the intuition she has. I just don't know. People said to me, like, they could have, she could have looked you up on Facebook. But I don't know. That's a, that's a really I didn't give her any deep. details. I like, didn't give her any details. You so have to find your mum's name. That's, that's right. Dig really deep to find that. That's right. Like, I yeah. probably couldn't even find it no. if I wanted to. No. And if you're not friends, you have privacy settings. Everything's show. private, yeah. So it's like, I don't know, like, Unless she's like a really fucking good PI, but I yeah. doubt it. No, like with some sort of and FBI like, connections. If you if you saw this lady, she didn't know why I went to the Daryl lady. Yeah. Like she was kind of rough. Yeah, yeah, she was okay. But same thing, she would like read the cards, and I was like, eh. Everything but then she would say something else, and I'd be like, oh, that's kind of right. Yeah. Like she'd be like, you're studying film, and I was like, yeah. Spot well, the on. reason why I went to her was because people that I knew had been to her and was like, she predicted this, she predicted mm. predicted that my daughter was gonna have a baby, and like the sex of the baby, and. Um, oh, I can't remember exactly, but she got everything spot on. And I was like in a, in a bit of a time where I was just like, not sure what I wanted to do. I was feeling a bit lost and I was like, why not? But then it made me feel worse. So yeah, literally. <laughs> it was weird. I remember I you came out of it like, except the fuck? one thing that I, the one thing that made me, that I, that came from it that was good was that they said that 
mum was happy and she was she's cross oh, because nice. before that my grandma went my baba went to see someone and she said that she was sitting in a garden she won't leave oh no yeah that's dark that's dark and then so she was like yeah she's happy she's she's proud of you and like she what kind changed of, do you think maybe to do with my brother Oh, Being maybe more, uh, more settled. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because your brother is your mum's son as well, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, has he had any weird things like that happen to him? I don't think so. He's just, at that weird, awkward age yeah, where he's just teenager. like, he, yeah. Has mum told you a story about my guardian angel? Yeah. That yeah. gets me good. I haven't told anyone, I haven't told the podcast yet. So when I was like, I think I was like one or two, I was very, very young. Um, my uncle passed away from lung cancer and he was buried in a, um, like a green, or purple, I can't remember the color, suit, like a very specific color. And my mom was in bed one night and um, she heard someone whispering her name and then yelling her name. So she got up and it was my uncle at the end of her bed in this specific suit pointing to me in my cot. And then my mom rushed over and I was getting strangled by the blankets and I like, almost passed away. Wow. And my mom approached my auntie and was like, uh, like, what was he buried in? Because my mum didn't go to the funeral, I don't think. Or, well, she or maybe did, not the no, open casket. There was no open, yeah, oh, open yeah. casket. And was like, was it green? And my, my auntie was like, yeah, it was. Like, how'd you know that? Like, nobody knows that. Wow. And she's like, I yeah, your mum's him. very, your mum's very intuitive like yeah. that. She's got that little. I think I, I think I've got like a certain thing where like I get really strong gut feelings when something's wrong or so right. So do I. Yeah. And so important to listen to that. I say in every episode. I feel like I have, I have. Like, like I said, I said it when I was a kid, like, please don't come to me. Like, I don't want to say anything, but Same. I feel like I get a feeling, but I don't, ever since that day, like I said, I don't know if it was in, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but ever since then I was like, no, I don't know if it was in my head or it was, I don't know what it was, but I haven't seen anything since then. And Thank I God. hope that I don't, but I get a feeling like my best friend and I, we say like, we're like, if you, we're going to buy it, if we buy a house, we're both going to go through and yeah, like say yes out. or no. If we feel it, no. Nah. I've definitely been to houses like when I was looking for rentals in Canberra where I've walked through and I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah. Like there's no way I'm living here. You get a vibe. You can just like feel it. something's really wrong and off. Like that abandoned house up there. I always get a weird feeling in there. I know so it's like, I. I know it's broken and stuff, but something bad's happened there. So you just feel it. The energy there is really bad. Yeah. Um, and like, I know it's banned and it's like a cliche, but it, it just, you can feel a real anger. When we there. went for that walk that day yeah. on that road. Yeah. We went to an abandoned, it was like glass broken. Like you just walk in. It's yeah. Crazy. So we live around the corner from it. I don't know if the podcast knows, but we live together. Yeah. <laughs> we live together. Um, and yeah, we went for a walk one day and there's this abandoned house. So it was got a bad energy. Also, I'm really sorry. I feel like I'm a little bit scatterbrainy because I'm a little bit sick and I just took a Sudafed and I'm like, so sorry. Maybe it'll be scarier because you sound scary. Maybe. <gasps> spooky. Oh my word. All right. Before we get on to the main story, because we only got a few minutes, but obviously I like to talk about horror movies because that's like one thing I'm really excited about. <gasps> We're going to see one tonight. <gasps> so <Hi>. excited. <laughs> We're going to go see The Invisible Man starring Elizabeth Moss. It's a remake from, I think, I think like a 1958 um, classic horror movie. Um, and half of it was filmed in Kayama, which is where we, like, we live in the similar area. So that's really, really cool. And it's very um, exciting. It look, I just love Elizabeth Moss. She's fucking incredible. Me too. Um, but what horror movie... Like, Okay, oh, I have the best story. I just remembered one. <laughs> Gerald's Game. <gasps> so, okay. <laughs> Here we are, me and Tiana, just like having a casual Friday night, have some snacks. Um, as you do. As you do. I think there's maggots in them. <laughs> so 
I got two stories here. One, I had a box of like an inside ca- joke, like uh, Coles cookies, and um, I was eating these cookies. I had about six of them. Like fucking whatever. Let me live. Okay, so I have this thing where I love cookies. Like I yeah. always get cookies. All the variants that you can get at, at Woolies, I've tried them all. They're delicious. They're great, and especially the Coles ones, the yeah. Coles brand. So I ate six of them, and they were really, really chewy, and they've been open for a while. So I was like, I'm not sure if this is normal. Because I probably had them sitting there for a while. You yeah. Know? So I got my phone light, and I broke one in half, and there was literal, little, tiny, little white hairs through it and I was like straight up maggots I'm not even kidding so I meet my stomach immediately flipped and I vomited everything up so if, you, if you know James James and his brother are the same like they anything that's remotely off or anything that's been open for too long they're like throw it out throw it out yeah. anything that's that's off I have a fear I, of mold. I'm a bit yeah they have a fear of mold I'm a bit like oh whatever I'm just gonna try it. I'm just gonna eat it and I, mm. it's always negative but I always go for it anyway so this is this is a perfect example yeah. of James freaking out over something. So then I went back to the box and I was like, Tiana's straight up maggots in it. And she was looking at the light as well. And you, you even were like, Yeah, I was like, oh, looks That's like... weird. Because when you broke it, it like wiggled. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, but it was, it was coconut. Coconut. <laughs> coconut. It was coconut. And that's why it wiggled. Who puts coconut in chocolate chip cookies? Like, what kind of shit That's why when you broke it, it went and it like made, yeah, made and a movement. Luckily, I haven't eaten one since, so whatever. <laughs> Look, I don't think I have either. No, no. I'll be buying the M&M ones, so. They're fucking good. But anyway, so then we're watching a movie called Gerald's Game. It was on Netflix and I know it was a Stephen King, like, novel adaption. So I was like, it'll be, like, chill, like, whatever it's about. It'll be a little bit thriller-ish, but, like, you know. About a woman who, like, gets tied up by her husband, S&M, they're playing, and then he passes away, so she's stuck on the bed. This is, is this giving it away? I mean. Oh, well, like, that's very well known. That's the premise of the movie. Oh, yeah. But I don't give away the plot. But there's one specific scene that just takes you completely yeah. <laughs> by surprise and you have no idea it's coming and it's it, it includes a toe. It's awful. It is. I literally, so the scene happened. I didn't jump. I didn't, I didn't gasp or anything. I slowly turned my head, looked at Tiana and said, I'm cold. <laughs> I saw God. I saw God in that moment. That, I never felt okay, so horrified. So I'm terrified of paranormal, but that got me good. Like so that is something that's fucked. That stuck. That will stick with me forever. Forever, and I can't even watch that scene nah. again now. And I haven't watched it since because I don't know. Look, I'm terrified of watching Stephen King movies now because yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, what's what going to happen next? Like, you, you think you're watching a thriller, and next minute, have yeah. you seen it? Yeah. Both of them. I don't know. There's part one and two. I don't think I've seen part two actually. Part two's not as good. Part one's better with the kids, but both of them are pretty good. No, I don't think I've seen part two. So that's Stephen King too, but that's more fun and like there's no like secret shit that goes on. That that was that was hot. That was something. That was that was next level. You don't expect that shit to happen in a thriller. So oh, it's fun. So if you've seen it, toe. That's what you need to know. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, get ready for the toe scene because you're just going to... Prepare fucking, yourself. You're Cold. never going to sleep again. Cold. Get a jumper. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. We're going to take a very brief break to play some creepy music and then we'll be back with the main story. See you soon. See you soon.
Welcome back to the Scared Shitless Podcast, episode 10. I'm with Tiana, and I am ready to tell the main story. I'm a bit nervous, but it's going to be good. Are you excited? Why are you nervous? <gasps> I don't know. <laughs> because I haven't listened to something that... I haven't listened to something that... Um, uh, it doesn't make sense. I can't really spoil it, but there's something that... There's audio with this, and okay. I haven't listened to it yet because I'm scared. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I know. Geez. I know. It's okay. Okay, so I'm telling the story today of Annalise... Michelle or Mikel. It's M-I-C-H-E-L. It's German. So I think it's Michelle. Annalise yeah, Michelle. Yeah. Um, if you can hear that horrifying breathing noise, that's our dog trying to get into the bedroom. Oh. I know. She's put down. Okay. So born as Anna Elizabeth Michelle on September 21st, 1951. So it's a pretty old story. Yeah. In Bavaria, which is in West Germany. Annalise was born into a very strict Roman Catholic family. Same. Jokes. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, and was born. It already sounds scary. <laughs> And was brought up along with three sisters. Her parents' names were Joseph and Anna. She was extremely religious and attended mass twice a week. Did you ever go to mass? Probably, yeah. Yeah. I went to. Ma- I did confirmation and whatever the fuck because yeah, um, my nonna said I'll give you a lot of money. Yeah. So I did it, and I hated every minute of it. You had to go to class every week. I did it. Yeah, I did it for my grandma as well. You had to go to class every week. Yeah. I would fall asleep every single. Cl- and like, I'm not talking like a classroom of 20 people. I'm talking like a group of like four. Yeah. I would fall so asleep. So they're really on you. And they'd be like, James, and I'm like, hey, hey, good morning. <laughs> And like, good what do you think of Jesus? I'm like, I don't know. Um, great. So, uh, okay. She was very religious, like I mentioned. To to the Michelle family, there was no simple way to atone for sin. Everybody sinned, no matter what they think. So you can't just apologize for your sins and live in a clear, like live a clear, sinless life. And Elise would spend the winters sleeping on the cold wooden floors, hoping that God would take her sacrifice as penance for drug addicts who had lost their faith. And rapists and murderers. So she would oh, punish herself. Oh, Yeah, for other... Because she would believe that what Jesus did for our sins, apparently, um, was to atone for sin. So she would do the same thing. Strange. How old was she? She was about 14 oh at this time. Imagine yeah. Imagine doing that at 14. Wow. Yeah, I slept on the floor for the 40-hour famine. Oh, yeah, but that's... <laughs> I raise money though, like so yeah. it's nice, but I wouldn't. No, I I'd, I'd do it for the forty hour family. Yeah, I don't believe like in God, so I'm not going to sleep on the floor. That's dumb. No. Like God invented mattresses for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> like he did. That was really wide of me to say. That was. Yeah, yeah. that's um, right. That's all right. Also, <laughs> I'm really sorry if you don't have mattresses. I'm like, I don't want to be like that. That bitch. I'm really bad for saying that. It's okay. Wow, I'm cunt. In 1969, while others her age were experimenting with drugs and lamenting the breakup of the Beatles which was in 1969, Annalise would suffer her first seizure. Doctors would tell her family that Annalise suffered from a disorder called temporal lobe epilepsy, which could cause hallucinations, loss of awareness, and an enormous amount of other side effects. Annalise was choked into a psych... Oh, choked. What the fuck did I write that for? Annalise was put into a psychiatric hospital where she suffered many more seizures. It was during her time at the hospital that Annalise began to see faces, demonic faces, which told her she was damned and she was going to go stew in hell. Here we go. I knew you'd choose something like this for me. (laughs) Um, The faces would appear to the girl as she was praying. So she only just started getting seizures at like 14. Very young. Um, And then she she had seizures seizures up until she was about 18 and she was put into the hospital at 19. Right, okay. Um, They were very on and off, but then when she went to the hospital, they became a lot worse. Right. Um, And I think because of the environment, stress stress can really bring it back on. Um, So she would see demon faces in mirrors, in windows, in her reflection, um, on religious icons, and she couldn't even walk past um, crucifixes without feeling like they were burning her eye, eyes because they were too bright. Oh and she also said that um, she couldn't walk past churches anymore, even go into a church. It would hurt her. 
So her friend um, took her on a trip uh, to a place called San Damiano, um, which is like a holy pilgrimage place where you do like a big walk and like you do the whole pilgrimage, you drink the holy water when you get to the end or whatever um, with a family friend. And her escort, the friend, concluded that she was suffering from a demonic possession because she was unable to walk past the crucifix and she even refused to drink the holy water at the end of the pilgrimage. Um, she said that the soil beneath her feet burnt like fire um, around the holy water. And she said that the pictures of the holy saint, like I mentioned, sparkled so bright that it burnt her eyes. So she had to look away. So a lot of the people that wow. were there doing the pilgrimage were like, this girl's fucked. Like yeah. she keeps looking away and she's like, my feet are burning. Yeah. Um, and they all think they all immediately thought she was, was possessed. Yeah. Um, so she went to her doctors because she wasn't like, she was the kind of person that um, would take the what's the word like not realistic path first but kind of like the like the sensible path first yeah. so she went to her doctors first she didn't go straight to the church she went to the doctors and said like look this is what's happening my feet are burning my feet's burning in fucking dirt what's wrong with me um what's yeah. going on and so they put her onto antipsychotic drugs because they immediately thought it was something to do with her um epilepsy okay. um or schizophrenia they weren't yes. really sure this is in like the 60s so that's right not much. um so the medication that they put her on didn't help at all and Annalise began to spiral into a well of depression and though she believed that taking her own life would be an unfor unforgivable sin, she frequently considered killing herself but she couldn't because she thought she'd go to hell. Um, she would leave the hospital but the seizures and the demons would follow along. For half a decade, so 10 years, doctors prescribed every drug you could possibly imagine in order to try and find out what type of medication might work for Annalise, but nothing worked. And Annalise continued to have convulsions and hallucinations. Annalise and her family, as well as her community, became, became really convinced that she was in fact possessed by a demon and consulted several priests asking for an exorcism. Um, the priest declined and recommended that Annalise continue medical treatment and informed the family that exorcisms had to be approved by the bishop. So with the Catholic Church, I'm not sure if you know, but exorcisms can only be done if they follow um, like a very set uh, like outline. They have to be like these symptoms have to I be very. Yeah, so they it, it's very outdated now. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a very old school thing. Even so, in the 70s. So, okay, so even I even think back then giving her antipsychotics was like progressive. pretty progressive. Yeah, well, well the thing usually is usually it was like yep, yeah, possessed. That's the problem. For sure, and especially like a manically yeah. um, religious household, That's but right. um yeah, she was pretty sensible and her family were as well. I think they were desperate. They were really yeah. desperate and um So the antipsychotics um, didn't work. Didn't work. And so but were the, they they probably weren't that good back then? Um, they were different to what they are today, for sure. But I think that they were... We'll talk about it later, but okay. I think she was misdiagnosed. That's the right. problem here. Okay. Um, I also... So, like I said, the Catholic Church will only um, approve an exorcism if the person strictly meets the set criteria and they have to... It has to meet every criteria, not just some of them. So, it has to be... Um, they have to have magical powers. They have to be super strong they have to be they have to have an intense dislike for religious objects and it was like a huge list of okay. things so orig originally the church was like no we're not going to approve this exorcism it's too dangerous don't do it anyway so another year passed and annalise worsened physically and mentally she began to become extremely aggressive she would hurt herself she would drink her own urine and she would eat insects on the floor um, one morning her mother found her at the breakfast table underneath the table chewing on the wooden leg of the table and picking up insects and ants off the floor and eating them. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. 
um, in November 1973, so about four years later. <laughs> I was looking out the window. I'm scared. Um, Annalise started her treatment with a drug called Tegretol, um, which is an anti-seizure seizure drug it's, don't, they don't use anymore, and mood stabilizer. But despite taking these medications, Annalise's symptoms worsened and she began to manifest growling, seeing more demons and throwing things across the room. Oh and her God. siblings and parents See, became... That's my worst nightmare if that happened to me. Oh, my <laughs> And her parents and siblings, such as sisters, became really scared of her and they were afraid to live with her. Um, the family met a priest by the name of Ernst Alt. Yep. Um, when Ernst saw Annalise... Very German. Very German. When Ernst saw Annalise, he immediately declared that she, quote-unquote, didn't look like an epileptic and that he did not see her as have, just having seizures. He believed straight away that she was suffering from a demonic possession and urged the local bishop to allow an exorcism. In a letter to Alt in 1975, Annalise wrote, in quotes, I am nothing... Everything about me is vanity. What should I do? I have to improve. You pray for me. I want to suffer for other people, but this is just so cruel, unquote. Strange. Strange, yeah. In September of the same year, Bishop Joseph Stungle, I can't pronounce his name, sorry, granted the priest Arnold Renz. So the bishop is Joseph and the priest is Arnold. Um, they get The bishop said you can, you can exercise her, um, but only under total secrecy, so you can't tell anyone else. Okay. Okay, so on September 25th, 1975, the two priests, Alt and Renz, performed the first session of exorcisms. One to two times a week, Renz and Alt would chain Annalise to her bed and perform the rite of exorcism, documenting how each often? session twice a week. Twice a week? For how long? Um, about six hours per session, up to, and they did 65 sessions. Oh, my god. Over the course of, I think, girl. over the course of a couple of years, yeah. Um, they documented each session by recording the events on cassettes, which I have. So I'm going to play them for you. <gasps> James! <laughs> According to the recordings, oh, you know. Annalise was possessed by a number of, de- a number of demons, including, get okay. ready for these names, yeah. Lucifer, Judas, Nero, Cain, and Hitler. Wow. Yeah. In one session, Judas explained how Hitler is not well-liked in hell because he tends to brag. Here's my thing about hell. I thought hell you got punished. Why would you be able to, be able to brag? Brag, Yeah. I don't know, it's strange That's, to me. It's kind of contradicting. Like, it, it yeah. sounds like Hitler's having a good time yeah. if you can brag. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like it's eternal damnation, isn't it? Like, you're supposed to be punished every day yeah. and, like, get rods up your dick and shit. Yeah. Like, why is Hitler being like, mmm, bitch, I call this Jews. Look what I fucking did, bitch. Yes. Like, Satan would be like, no, I can't. Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up. Shut up, sit down. For a time, the session seemed to actually help Annalise and she was able to return to university and she uh, was eventually attending church again. Which is great, but didn't last at all. Okay. Um, so as the spring of 1976 came on, so almost a year later, Annalise's seizures got so worse that she began to attack family members, biting them and scratching them. And when she couldn't attack someone else, she would just bite herself and beat herself on the face and on the back. Um, she eventually knocked most of her teeth out. She would bruise her face, get black eyes constantly, break her nose, break her cheek. Um, she completely refused to eat, saying the demons would not allow her to consume any food. She would collapse to her knees and rise back up quickly, which is called a um, genuflection. When you like, when you go to church and you get to go to your knees, yeah. and you st- like, it's fucking strange when you go to Catholic mass, which like I grew up with. You're constantly fucking getting on your knees and standing back yeah, up, yeah. getting on your knees. So yeah. she would do that, like, but really erratically, like on her knees, stand back up, on her knees, stand back up, almost like an exercise. It was really scary, and it got so bad. She did it hundreds of times per day, and she broke her knees, kneecaps. Oh my god. She broke her knee. She caps. probably like, yeah. No, from like, dropping to her knees to the oh, floor. Oh right. She would yeah. drop her knees to the hard floor, and it would eventually would break her knees. 
Um, but still her parents trusted in the church and they did not seek any medical help, um, including for her injuries. So they just um, helped her injuries at home, which is just fucked to me. Yeah. Um, and Elise continued to refuse not to eat, but now she made it clear that it was her choice, not the choice of the demons inside her. At this point, she was losing the will to live. In her weakening state, Annalise came down with pneumonia and a severe fever. She weighed less than 45 kilos, but still the priest continued their sessions. Wow. In her final session, um, was performed June 30th, 1976, Annalise was too frail to perform the genuflections herself to get on her knees. So she was helped by her parents um, to kneel on the ground on a pillow, her knees in agony, telling the priest to quote-unquote, beg for absolution, then turning to her parents, teary-eyed, um, through tears, whispering, Mother, I'm afraid. On the morning of July 1st, Annalise Michael died of malnutrition and dehydration. Of course she did. According to the coroner's report, she weighed 30 kilos. <gasps> 30 and she would have been, what, 19 then? I know, she would have been in her 20s then. Oh, that's what, uh, yeah, um, well, even, so... And so today it's actually not uncommon to see buses stopped at the gates of the Klingberg Cemetery where she's, um, uh, where she's resting. Um, it's become a monument for many and churches from around Europe make pilgrimages to the site to pay their respects to the girl who died for the sins of the world. Um, in 1984, a commission to review the case of Annalise Michelle was formed. It was found that the church did not do enough to help a girl who was clearly mentally ill. And in their review, the commission highlighted specific parts of the exorcism rites that feed into the delusions of a person who is suffering from mental illness. Specifically the phrase, I command the unclean spirit, which just confirms that the patient is possessed. So pretty much what they were saying is that because in the exorcism, they tell you you're possessed, like demon, get out, yeah. demon, get out. If you're mentally unstable or of unwell, you're, you're going to believe that's it. That's right. That's, so that's I, what they're saying. I believe that too. Um, the commission requested that these lines be changed in order to better help those in need, but the Vatican declined their request. Um, there was a trial that took place, which Annalise's parents and the two priests and the bishop involved with the exorcism were trialed for negligent homicide. During the case, Annalise's body was dug up for trial and tapes were played in the courtroom, um, which I'm going to play right now. Get ready. All I can say is thank God we live in 2020. <laughs> Honestly. So this first um, voice is Hitler, the demon Hitler. Okay, great. Oh, it's in German though, isn't it? Well, yeah, she's in Germany. Yeah, but that was Hitler. I was trying to figure out what it said, but I remember this. So then we'll listen to um. And there's that picture of her. Gosh. Oh, I'll show you some pictures too. I'll show you Lucifer, which is the devil, apparently. Yeah, great. Lucifer. Like, it's fucking scary. That's so scary. Um, that's a young girl, that voice. It yeah. does not sound like a... Oh, oh. <laughs> oh anyway, so um, they played those... They played all of the tapes in court um, to prove that she was possessed, but 
Um, during the case, yeah, um, the court recommended that the sentence for the priests was just a fine, while the prosecution also concluded that the parents should be exempt from punishment as they, quote unquote, had suffered enough. Um, the bishop, during his court hearings, the man who granted the exorcism, said he was not aware of the rapidly declining health of Annalise, so he did not testify. But later, the accused, including the family, were found guilty of manslaughter and se- sentenced to six months in jail, which was later suspended anyway, so they spent about a month in jail, mm-hmm. and three years probation. Both priests during the trial stated that Annalise was finally freed of her gem- demons just before she died. They said that it worked, but just before she passed away. Who said that? The priests. Oh, of course they did. Of course they did. Yeah, yeah. of course they did. Um, Trying to make themselves feel valid and exactly, doing all that. Exactly. So there's a couple of updates. On 6th of June 2013, a fire broke out at the house that she grew up in. And although locals think that it was demons, um, police just say it was a case of arson. But who knows? That's kind of creepy, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that is creepy. Um, so this is what she looked like before the exorcism. So beautiful. she's a very beautiful young yeah. girl, very full in the face. And this yeah. is her after... Oh my god. She looks like a completely different person. Yeah. I'm she gonna post that on the end. She looks not alive. She looks No, that was the a few days before she passed away. Yeah, she looks like she's So I'm gonna post that on the Instagram because it's like a very like fucking yeah. vulgar image. Um there's another one here. Oh my gosh. See how she she's punched herself in the face and her yeah. teeth are yeah, knocked out and her nose is swollen and Everything's she swollen. just her and eyes, her eyes are sunk in because of dehydration. Head, yeah. Um, and this is a photo of her parents helping her do a genuflection on her knees. Oh my gosh. Because she was so weak she couldn't do it. So her mom had to help her. Her eyes are black. Yeah, dehydration. That's what happens. And she well, just also, wasn't sleeping. She have black and, eyes and, and yeah, she punched herself. Yeah. And, um, so this brings wow. me to my final point. Okay, so I did some research and modern science has gone to discuss the diagnosis, which is temporal lobe epilepsy. There was no research done back in the day about it, right? Yeah. And so these, the, the, the side effects of this specific illness occur in young women, mostly in their early 20s, and they can occur with side effects, including amnesia, a sudden feeling of fear, nausea, hallucinations, visual distortions, disassociations, fear and anger, um, the inability to speak, unusual speech, confusion, and losing ability to speak altogether. It kind of, it kind of, yeah. in a weird way, um, makes sense to what she had. And I've looked up some videos um, of people having seizures with temporal lobe epilepsy. Yeah. Um, so I'll show you them. And it, to me, it looks like someone's possessed. Yeah, it does. So that's this is a gentleman in a hospital who's kind of throwing he's throwing his around. arms around. He's rolling his eyes back. Um, he's hitting his arms around. I can see why back then they thought for sure. Yeah, and this is another gentleman. Yeah. Um, this is a vlog, um, and he suffers from the same illness. And you can hear he kind it's of. Walking. I'm gonna get up in a minute. And it seems that he's starting to bring them on again, or that I believe we are seeing him just in a different form. You're trying to focus. Nobody's over there. No. You seeing people? No. It's okay, honey. So this gentleman, he he sees people, and he's and he um I've watched a few of his videos, and he he's uh it's to raise awareness about the illness, which is quite rare. Yeah. Um, and he uh people's faces distort and go into strange shapes and um uh and things. So 
he had brain surgery. It makes it a lot better for him. And he has, he obviously has support with his family. Wow. But I think Annalise did suffer from that, yeah, but she had, did not have the help. And I think that with the religion and priests, like telling her that she was possessed, obviously she's going to believe it. That's right. And like you what create. back then? Like what? Exactly. And like, um, they want answers and that's the answer that they got. So. But then you hear people doing pilgrimages to her, her um, grave and you're like, but this woman, like, she should be an example for neglected mental health, That's not right. for um, a religious, religious ideation yeah. or something. I don't know. It's just really, it's a really hard story to to talk about because she has passed away and it's really fucking sad. Um, also, it inspired the exorcism of Emily Rose. Have you seen that? I think so. No, I don't think, I haven't watched it because okay. that stuff freaks me out, but yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Um, that movie, yeah, so it inspired that entire, the entire movie. Um Oh, where is that? I need to show the scene from it. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm going to show the scene. So there's a scene from The Exorcism of Emily Rose where she kind of mentions all the different names that are, the demons that are inside her that's inspired by the Annalise Michelle okay, story. Right. Um, so I'm going to show you that scene now. Is this, this is, is this what they did on Scary Movie? You know how that was did... The Exorcist. Oh, it was which The is, Exorcist. I, I think that was inspired by it too, but not as much as this. Like, okay. Um, this woman want... in this movie is like actually... Want... Can I just listen to it? No, you got to watch it. No, that scares me. That's the point. James, please. <laughs> just watch a little bit. I'm looking away. <laughs> Pretty dark. What'd she say? I think she said die. Oh. Um, but there's another scene that I want to show you. Um, well, please don't. Well, I love this scene. It's when she's doing the genuflections, which is inspired by the um, by the direct, oh, directly by the story. Right. And I find it really interesting that she um, does it. Because if you... I know that it's weird. Um, a lot of exorcism people say that if you... Um, if you smell fire in the middle of the night, you're about to get possessed. Really? So just like if you smell fire, just kind of run, you know, like just yeah, get away. Definitely. Um, yeah, I just find like exorcism stuff really fucking creepy. Yeah, it creeps me out. I can't find a scene. Fuck, but, but I know my thing is is though when I see stuff like that, it's like that all happened back in the day. Yeah. And there was no explanation for mental health, but you know what? It probably still happens today. I'm sure it does. Absolutely does. Yeah. yeah. Um, I read some stories about people in Russia and some people in um, Ukraine yeah, as well. Yeah, Who, yeah, they just are so devoutly religious that any notion of um, medicine or mental health to them is just like you're possessed by a demon. Yeah. No other explanation. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, you know, it's too real that... Um, uh, gay conversion therapy is a thing because a lot of uh, a lot of Christian people or like severe like severely yeah. Christian people I mean like extremists goes hand like, in hand with that exorcism for sure because they think um, they think that being gay is uh, is uh, a demon sometimes so they've got to possess they've got to exercise like Gabby when she she's talked to me about it before she said that in her church in Wollongong yeah that's great um, that's, I, yeah which is scary that is they when said, she when, when she told that story I was like wow. That's where I we didn't live. really know. That's yeah. where we live. Like I didn't know that was. You don't realize, but they exist, and like they're so extreme that yeah, they really just think that 
gay people are demons. But thank God it's 2020 and that there is more help in the community outside. But I guess some people are, that's all they know, like as yeah. she said, and that's, you don't know. But yeah, wow. What would you do if you got possessed? I would go to the doctor because I would think I have mental health problems. You wouldn't think you're actually possessed? No. Neither would I. No, I'd be, I'd, I'd go to the doctor. I'd think that I had a mental breakdown. Me too. Yeah. Um, I've always said, though, my defense mechanism, if anyone tries to bash me in the middle of the night, so if I'm walking home alone at night or whatever, and someone's like, hey, bitch, I'm going to bash you, I would just roll my eyes back on all fours and pretend I'm possessed by the devil. I thought that would work. And just put on a growly voice and yeah. just like, what are they going to do? They're not going to fuck That's me right. Like, <laughs> I'd run. I'd run. I'd run. If I was about <laughs> to rob someone and they started going, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, oh my God, no, yeah. hey, I'm like dealing with that. Yeah. Um, so if, if you're out there and you need a defense... I guess. Use that. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's also another movie called The Last Exorcism, which is like a found footage. I mentioned it as well um, in one of the podcasts and they mentioned a prayer at the end and they show real recordings of like the exorcism that they did in the movie, but it was like in real life and it was fucking scary and it was dark and I didn't like that. I didn't like anything like demon-y. It and scares dry, me. Like, scares me too. That's why The Conjuring Remember that movie we watched that time and it was in another language, I can't remember, it was about a little girl... All girls and they were in a, in a school. Oh, yeah, that was shit. Yeah, it was. It was Spanish. Was that, yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was boring. Was that the mom, like, demons, went away. Though? I think so. Wasn't one of that them. That freaked like, me out. I don't See, think it scared me. You know, you watch movies like that, that scares me. Yeah, The Conjuring. It was to do with religion and stuff like that. Yeah, that's why it was kind of creepy. Have yeah. you seen The Conjuring? No, I will, I will not watch that. It is so horrifying and so scary. There was one. There's one scene which, like, if you haven't seen it. Is that the one with. Where the kid has cancer or someone has no, cancer? No, that's The Haunting of Connecticut. That freaks me out too. That's pretty scary. That's pretty fucking That's all scary. the same thing to me and I will not Yeah, no, The Conjuring is about a ha- the most haunted house ever of all time. Oh, okay. And the Warrens who are like two very famous couple, like a couple that, Annabelle, like the Is this doll. a true story? Yeah, based on a true story. Um, and nah. so nah, Elizabeth nah, nah. Warren, who's the wife, she, um, they perform exorcisms for people because they're ext- extremely religious. And um, uh, one scene... The husband gets asked by someone, um, by another, by another gentleman. He's like, um, has anything scared your wife? Like Elizabeth, what scared her the most? And, um, the husband, he says, um, there was one time that she was going to quit this job and never do it ever again because, and then it has like a flashback montage and it goes to this barn scene where they're exercising this man. Uh, and they've, they've tied him up in a chair in a barn and they're screaming and whatnot. And the, and Elizabeth is doing the exorcism and she's, you know, saying all the prayers. And then he grabs her by the shoulders. His eyes roll back into his head, like wide eyed, stares right into her eyes. And she screams at the top of her lungs. Like you'll never see anyone scream. And she, and then the guy says like, what did she see? And he says, till this day, she's never told me what she saw. Oh my God. And I'm like. Fuck that. Yeah, that's true. It's true. That's what actually happened wow. to her. Wow, can we um, and she get almost... some light in here? Because we're sitting in a really dark room. And I'm kind of freaked out, so I'm going to open the window. That's nice. There we go. Some, some sunlight. Uh, and so she had to quit. She couldn't do it for like a, a few months because she was so... See, the fact that that's a movie freaks me out and the fact that it's true, nah. Every time... No. It's just like that cliche when it says like, based on a true story, like, cool, no, let's go. Party time. Like, again... 
murder and all of that freaks me out. But like, okay, so my favorite genre of movie is thriller. I love thriller, me too, yeah. and that's that kind of home invasion, revenge kind of stuff. Like, obsessed even with though free, oh my god, that's my favorite. It's so cool. Obsessed. You're like, yes. <laughs> Has anybody actually seen Obsessed? If, if you have that, not, you need to go turn it off right now. Turn this off and go and watch it right now. It's, it's like amazing. it's not good, but it's. So I love fun. it. I love it's it. It's so fun. It just gets you like right up. Right up. <laughs> and Beyonce is a bad bitch. Yeah, she's oh, she's a bad. She's bitch. amazing. Um, and I wouldn't fuck with Beyonce in that nah. movie. Um, so like, what kind of th- like what? Is, so what kind of thriller is like? What's an example? You really like um the town, <laughs> which is like not my kind of movie at all. It's not your type of movie, but I love it. It's like about a, about bank robberies and stuff. Oh, but it's like that. it's not like actiony. It's more thriller because the storyline's good. Yeah, okay. I like the storyline. Anyway. Like revenge and all that stuff, I love it. And but that, but it freaks me out. Like for example, so Taken, oh, that man. movie makes me feel like uneasy because like it's all about like trafficking, human trafficking. Well, that could happen. Exactly. Not to that extent. No, you know, like, but, but it happens. Like how, it does happen. Yeah, now. yeah, for sure. And that freaks me out. Like people like coming into my house and you know like breaking that freaks me out. Even though I love watching it, yeah. but I don't know. It's paranormal is just on a whole new level for me. I've never been like the only like there's only a few movies of that and that have fucked me up and the only ones that have fucked me up are paranormal. Yeah. The ones that like because you think like scare me. you're standing in the mirror brushing your teeth. You're like, That's what I mean. You could be anywhere. Yeah, oh my god. Do you ever have that feeling when you're in the shower and you um? Don't. Do you ever get I'm a sh- do you ever get like when you shampooing your hair as your eyes are closed? Yeah. And you quickly like yeah. quickly, <laughs> quickly, quickly <laughs> you quickly want to wash it off. Oh my god. And you quickly want to wash it off because like oh my god oh my god oh my god and then you're looking at it, oh thank fuck. Yeah. I do it all the time. See, that's like, the paranormal that gets to you. And I always do that thing where I'm like, if I'm doing that, my eyes are closed. I go, hey, yeah, hi, yes, I am. It's a good vibe. It's a good vibe. Don't be scared. <laughs> and make it a happy vibe. Yeah. Or if I'm like driving and it's really scary, I'll start singing or like, oh, this yeah. is like to lighten the mood. Yeah. I'm really scared. <laughs> all the time. Um, okay. So that. next episode, um, I think I'll do a rundown of the invisible man because it's a horror movie that a lot of people are talking about. So I'll definitely do like a little review of that. It's actually horror. It's a horror thriller. Okay. But I think that it's definitely got horror elements to it. Yeah. Right. So I'm really excited for it. And, um, see, because I know that it's not a demon or a, or a it's, spirit. But it's kind of like, it plays but is it, it or it not? Plays with yeah, it does. Because well, it's it invisible. That's right. Um, if you haven't, if you know what it's about, just look it up because it looks really fucking great. And Elizabeth Moss is like incredible. Ever since she was in um, Us as a horror actor, she was so good. And then obviously The Handmaid's Tale, Tale, which is horror itself. Um, I'm also next episode, which will be out in a week because um, I need to really work on it because it's something I'm doing new. It's actually the first Scared Shitless podcast special episode. Um, and what I'm doing is I'm going on a live ghost hunt. You... <laughs> I'm so scared. Where? So, okay. I got contacted by this guy um, who does a lot of local... He went to like the Garawara Abandoned Hospital. Oh, yeah. I said I'm not going there because I'm not, I'm not trespassing. I'm not doing anything illegal, right? But I said to him, like, is it... And he, so he messaged me and he said, um, yeah, I go on local ghost hunts all the time. And, like, um, he sent me photos of, of photos you're taking with ghosts in them and shit. No. And he's like... No, um, no, no. So I'm going to bring the microphone along and I'm going to, like, record everything from the car trip to the <gasps> ghost hunt. And it's going to be, like, an hour and a half special. That would be great. I am... So fucking scared. It's ridiculous. So you're going with him. I'm going with him. Okay. And I said good. to him, "Is it safe? Like, am I going to be okay?" He's like, "Absolutely, you're going to be safe. Like, it's fine." Um, but I'm still like scared shitless. Like, Clothes. I'm terrified. Oh. 
funny. I know. So I'm going to have to like find a way. I'm going to do some research into like how I can make sure they don't follow me home That's, and shit. Can you not bring them home to Absolutely. my house, Absolutely. Well, we're moving out anyway, so who That's cares? true. Um, so, um, yeah. We'll be done before we move out. <laughs> I just fucking say. So bring it to the new house. Oh, God. But, um, yeah, so that's going to be the next episode. Um, sage. 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 And salt. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much, Tiana. That's right. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. I feel so privileged because I listen to it all the time. You so should like definitely come back. <laughs> I can't wait. It'll be great. Um, and thanks, everybody, as well, for your support and, um, and listening because it means a lot. And I will see you on episode 11. <gasps> and it will be the special. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs>